This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So, yeah, I used the savings from switching to Progressive 50 years ago to finally buy my dream car. It's a self-driving flying car, but we just say self-flying now. You know, because it's the future, and cars fly in the future. So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Welcome again to Connor's Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Danello. This is our initial reaction show to Fulham's 3-0 loss in the FA Cup to Burnley. And uh, listen, we're not going to be doing a, a long show here. We're just going to really go for initial reactions, and we're going to bring up some topics, and we're just going to talk about this loss, Emilio. I also want to mention that right now we've just uh, unleashed the brand-new Connor's Talk YouTube channel. You'll see the scroll beneath and uh please do feel free to to describe to juice there's a goldman subscribe <laughs> to the Cottage talk youtube channel to help us get that going like i said we are live there we're live on the Cottage talk facebook page and live on my twitter account okay emilio you and i were talking about this let's just start here okay because i have a couple of topics for the foam supporters and then of course i want to get one from you if you're watching live Wherever you're watching, I feel free to comment on these two topics. Here we go. All right, Emilio, let's start here. How disappointed are you with this loss? The follow-up topic is this. Again, feel free to comment on either one of these. A good or bad thing that Fulham lost today. Two different topics. 
Are you disappointed? And also, did you want a cup run? Are you disappointed that they lost today, or are you more concerned about the league? Feel free to comment. Okay, Emilio, I'm going to go to you first. Give me your initial reaction, but what are your thoughts? How disappointed are you with this loss? And before we do that, obviously, it's, uh, hello, everybody who's watching. Obviously, your Goldman was probably the, the highlight of the day, wasn't it? <laughs> the only thing that's made us all yes. laugh, to be honest. It's, uh, that was a woeful performance, wasn't it? it was, oh, it was horrible. I've lost that. I've horrible. Lost, I'm, I'm trying to get a list of all the letter A adjectives. I've got atrocious, abysmal, <laughs> abject, ab- a, you know, awful, appalling, you name it. It's, it just felt like the beginning of the season again. Like, it felt like that Villa game. Where we got annihilated three nil, just yep. just dozen players don't are not playing. You know the best. You know Joe Bryan two games on the right on the trot, woeful. Michael Hector deserves a minus score rating today. Absolutely <laughs> atrocious. If you can oh, he was one. terrible. Tim Ream not much better. Kamara should have done better with that chance, but ineffective. Mitrovic looked disinterested. Onoma a passenger. There's six players there. Absolutely. Yes. Don't even, no, shouldn't even be anywhere near the starting eleven. To be honest, they were awful and woeful. So I'm disappointed with the loss, of course, because it was we were humiliated by a very poor Burnley team. I'm going to say they're very poor, but they made you know they made us look absolutely appalling. To be honest, they get they defended. I thought they defended well. You know, they they played the ball better than we did. We just didn't seem to be at the races. We didn't want to win. We had no belief. No passion, no desire, no urgency. The only difference is when Ruben Loftus-Cheek came on and gave us a bit more fight, a little bit more hunger. But yes. to be honest, I'm disappointed with the performance. But to your other point, is it a good or a bad thing that Fulham lost it? I wanted a cup run. Yes. Although, albeit you want to protect your Premier League survival, that goes without saying. But you want Scott Parker to have a challenge every home, every game. Let these fringe players give Scott Parker something to think about. When we've got an injury, who do we turn to? We turn to Joe Bryan. Shocking the last two games. So all the Joe Bryan fans out there saying, give him a chance. He's had two games. He's been awful in both. He's had the opportunity, my yeah. friend. And this not thing, the squad isn't deep enough. So it's not a bad thing we've lost today because we can, as they say, we concentrate on the league. Yep. You know, fewer games is not a bad thing. But you won today. You would have had Bournemouth or was it Crawley next round at home? Another opportunity for some of these fringe players to get a bit of form. If, some, if we pick up an injury, that's my worry. You know, the, 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 the appalling, embarrassing performance today doesn't give me confidence if there's any injuries. You've seen, and Robinson's suspended, in comes Joe Bryan, like for like, there's a gulf there, to be honest. And that's, that's my worry. That's so, and that's uh, my worry too, Emilio. Listen, if we're going to take something from this, hmm. and again, I, I was going to also mention your biggest takeaway. My biggest takeaway is lack of squad depth. And hmm. that to yeah. me, let, let's go there because again, I think that's something that that I want to really harp on, and then and then mm. we'll we'll look at some of the comments from the phone supporters. I definitely want to share that, but let's talk about your biggest takeaway because mine is the lack of depth. And you talked about the awful performances, and they were awful. Tim Ream was bad, but guess what? Michael Hector was worse. What? I mean, that was the worst mm. performance I've seen from a center back, and I don't know how long. That's awful. how bad that was. Awful. Awful. Right from the off. You know, Hector was... You know, right from the beginning. Vidra's not even a regular for, for Burnley. Yeah, no. he, was, he was giving Hector the runaround of that first half in particular. You know, he was ball-watching half the time, slow off the pace. He conceded the penalty, conceded a free kick on the edge of the penalty area in the first half as well. I've, I've lost count how many mistakes Hector made today. He should be nowhere near the bench, let alone the starting lineup. You know, 
put him, you know, I would put, put Dennis Adoy there. At least with Dennis, you're a little bit more reliable, right? Yep. You know, at least he reads the game a little bit better. But Michael Hector's confidence completely shot to pieces. It just, it just felt like we're back to the beginning of the season when we were getting, getting, losing 3-0 against Arsenal, 3-0 against Villa. Just, it just felt, turn the clock back four months or so ago. But I'm not, my worry, the fact that the squad isn't deep enough, that's the issue. But if we go back and play like we have against the bigger teams, we've got two games coming up. They're the six, they're the two the two games we win. If we don't win those two, then we have every right to be biting our fingernails and worrying about survival. But I'm not I'm not overly concerned we've lost today. It's just a matter of the performance and the fact that these six these half dozen players who don't play week in, week out didn't put a shift in, to be honest. And I saw so Chris Davison give that money to charity. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Donate give your, your week's wages to charity because you don't deserve to wear the Fulham shirt today. Absolute disgrace, some of those performances today. Yeah, I'm just going to share this from Chris Raymond Hector. We're so bad they should never yeah. be included in a, in a Premier League match day squad. Chris, we don't always agree. I agree with you here. It's a minus score for me, Michael Hector. Absolutely awful. An embarrassment, to be honest. But how can a player go, theoretically, from the best player the, last, this time last year to now being completely lacking confidence and totally woeful? I just don't get it. But again... Let's go back, play guys full strength team against Brighton on Wednesday yep. night. But it's a bench worries me. That's, yes. These players are, are bench players and Anderson picks up an injury. Robinson picks up an injury. Tosin picks up an injury. Who's going to cover for these guys here today? They're all, they're all as bad as each other. Yes, and that's why I want to share this. This is from my friend Benjamin Bird. Does this show us why Ariel must start and go? It does, but I want to talk a little bit more about this, Emilio. Because we're talking about this goes back to lack of depth. Was this more to do with Merrick Rodak, or was he nervous because he was playing with Tim Ream yep. and Michael Hector? Yeah, exactly. So I, think, I think it's cause and effect. I think Rodak's play has more to do with those two players. Yeah, and yeah. I thought Tosin was fine. You know, again, he's one part of of this three. But when it just shows you when you don't have Anderson in there, don't have Ana in there as well. Mm. It's not as effective. And the announcer kept saying how much better foam were when they went to this new system. Well, mm. it just proves yeah. you have to have the players to play at a million. Yeah, exactly. I think that, you know, Rogek should have done better with the third goal. He should have just palmed yes. it over, over and just conceded pe- uh, the, the corner from that. But overall, I thought, like I said, he had, you know, play when you've got Hector and Reem in front of you, constantly making mistakes, giving the ball away cheaply. It's, you're bound to be on your toes for 90 minutes, to be honest. So I think Rogek didn't. Didn't have the best of games, admittedly. When he when he, he made a couple of saves, he made a couple of decent saves. But you know, you wouldn't swap, you wouldn't ask him to retain his jersey for for, for the Premier League. You obviously, Ariola's key to us. It's not the goalkeeping position I'm worried about. You know, yep. where I'm worried about is those central defenders and your and your fullbacks. Again, Joe Bryan. You know, we've he had ample opportunity today to venture forward, get some crosses in. You know, Mitrovic was there, utilise him. What service did Mitrovic have today? Admittedly, he looked disinterested, but Joe Bryan's crossing was. Was shocking, and he was also at fault for the first goal as well. Yep. Mostly out of position, simple cross into the box, and the two set of defenders didn't didn't defend it. So it's a catalogue of disasters, really, from all our fringe players. So um, overall, we didn't deserve anything from the game, but it's, it is what it is, right? In the Premier League survival, let's focus on that next weekend. Let's get a striker or two in this week, and maybe we've got an opportunity to stay in the league. But I'm not going to let this game change my view that there is still enough games for us to win in the Premier League. This was a cup game, yep. weaker squad, but we always knew that our, our depth wasn't strong enough. So nothing's changed for me. It just proves 
that those fringe players are not good enough to start. That's all that's all that today's game told me. Okay, very good. And it's funny, we're not going to break this down. We're, I, I don't even want to talk about the goals from Burnley because, you know, I just think that's more of a waste of our time. We want to talk about exactly what's going on with Fulham, the, the big picture situation. How much does this affect them moving forward? So, again, uh, coming up next, we're going to focus on two topics. How disappointed are you with the Fulham loss? If you're watching live, feel free to share your thoughts on that. And also, is it a good or bad thing that Fulham lost today? If you're more concerned about the league, I understand that. Are you? Did you want a cup run? What are your thoughts on that? Is it a good or bad thing in the long run for Fulham that they lost today? It's just an interesting topic, and uh, Millie and I will get to that coming up next. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Okay, Emilio, let's get back into this. We got a ton of comments, my friend, a ton. Let's talk. Yeah, let's see. You know, uh, here's something, you know, and again, um, a ton from, they just keep coming. I can't, I can't even keep up with them because because I'm about to share. And then, and then of course we have, we have more comments, but I want to share this one right here. This is from my friend, Tony Gold here. Gents, Mm -hmm. that performance was insulting to every fan and every Fulham fan. I want to also mention, and I just want to want to mention because uh, I don't think, my friend Chris is going to care too much, but my friend Chris Davidson was very upset because he thought this was an embarrassing performance mm-hmm. and that it does matter. I said, in the long run, you know, I'm thinking to myself, it doesn't matter, but he doesn't like to see Foam get embarrassed. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah. Uh, about what Tony and then, of course, what Chris had shared to me. Yeah, of course. It, nobody, nobody wants to see their team lose. You know, you know, I've been supporting this club for over 40 years. Some for more years than some of the people on the show have actually been bought, you know, man of the years that they've lived. So I've been seeing this club for many, many years through more darker times than we are, we're seeing at the moment. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an abysmal performance. I would like to have seen a, a bit of a cup run. But at the end of the day, Premier League is, is key for me. It's it's about keeping keeping ourselves in this division. I just wanted to see the cup run as an opportunity for these some of these fringe players just to keep, yep. you know, keep the squad warm. Give Scott Parker some some dilemmas before some of the the, the the priority games, but none of those deserve to to wear the shirt today. So yeah, it's an awful performance. But you know, let's move on. You know, it's it's. I'm not going to dwell too much. If that was a league performance, then we have every right to be worried, biting our fingernails, and whether we yep. can send the league on. This was a cup. I'm not de- I'm not de- belittling the FA Cup. I love the FA Cup, but worry is Burnley humiliated us, and Burnley are not a great team. Right. I, I want to share this because you mentioned this as well. We're focusing on several players. We're on, obviously on Reem mm-hmm. and Hector, but you've already mentioned a little bit about Mitro. And uh, mm-hmm. here's the comment from our friend Chris Mitro lumbering around, again, blaming others. Mm-hmm. Doesn't contribute enough. And this has been an argument. There's been an ongoing discussion here on Cottage Talk about Mitro. So what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, he just he looked disinterested. I thought he, I saw him giving a bollocking to Hector when they when the penalty was conceded. Did you see that? Yep. I don't know if you yes, saw that. You know, yep. they were having some words on the edge of the penalty area there when Rodriguez stepped up to, to take the penalty. So yeah, he, he was not in the game at all, Mitrovic, was he? He's, he's he's obviously not got any right to play against Brighton. I thought if he played, if he worked hard, maybe scored a goal, 
contributed into the game. He might have maybe started the game on Wednesday night, but I can't see him starting on Wednesday night based on that performance today. I think it's. Uh, I think we have to see. Mitrovic doesn't want to be at the club. You know, he's got other things on his mind. Yep. His confidence is down. Things we talk about each week. But this was an opportunity for him to make a claim to start against Brighton on Wednesday night. And obviously, it's, it's, there's nothing of note that he did today. So he also got a yellow card as well. So what could you do? It's, it is what it is. We keep talking about this week in, week out. But it's, yeah. it's the other themes that you know, we need to talk about. The lack of depth, the yep. awful defensive, you know, pairing of Hector and Reem. They're oh. there for a reason on the bench or out, you know, out of favour. So it's a, we've got a good enough starting eleven with the two or three players that can come off the bench. But it's those long-term injuries. That's what I worry about. Okay. players picks up a knock. These, these these fringe players are going to struggle coming. Joe Bryan's a good example. I use that because he's had the opportunity to come in and he's been woeful. Okay. Let's talk about this, Emil. Let's go back and because uh, it sounds like a lot of people are disappointed with the loss because it was an embarrassing loss. Mm. And I understand that. But it's funny because uh, I can look at this two ways. You know, I'm a glass half full person. We've already done a show pretty much talking about are you a glass half full, mm. um, empty. And uh, I'm disappointed, but uh, I have my thoughts more on the league. Mm. You wanted a cup run, so I understand mm. why you would be disappointed on that. And, and the fans mm. feel like you feel free to share that. But but I want to talk about this one because I think this one's mm. far more interesting than are you disappointed. Mm. A good or bad thing that Fulham lost today. Mm. Now, I'm going to come at you at a different angle that some might think that I'm crazy. But I'm, I'm going to bring this up. Fulham lost 3-0. It's embarrassing as um, – People have mentioned Emilio in a way, I think that can benefit Fulham. And I've seen this happen before because again, this is a cup match against a team that you need to beat when you play in the premier league. This is an incredible amount of what you can use to your, you know, you can, we call bulletin board material. When you lose three nil in embarrassing fashion to a team, you're going to want to seek revenge. And I'm just saying that in a weird way, this might benefit Fulham when they play them in the league. They're going to remember this. They're also going to have a good blueprint on what to expect. They know what to expect from Burnley. I don't like how Burnley play at all. Honestly, Mm. I cannot stand how they play. But it's effective. Give Sean Dyche all the credit in the world. But in a weird way, Mm. I think getting thrashed by Mm. Burnley might actually help Fulham when they play them in the league. Mm. I I could be wrong on that, but Mm. I actually – there's a part of me that says just just pour it on Burnley because mm-hmm. I want them to use this as motivation when they play in the league because mm-hmm. those matches matter more. Yeah, absolutely. I don't disagree with you. There, we've obviously still got to play them home in a way, and yes, psychologically, you know, we want to gain revenge. You know, I'd rather if I had to choose a game to beat them, I'd rather beat them in the league than in the cup. That's and right. To win, obviously, you want to win both both games against Burnley. But at the end of the day, I would have just seen a bit more fight if the score was a little bit closer. We had, if we created more chances, had a bit more belief, and you know, if we, we, we could say at the end of the game it was a close run game, Burnley was slightly the better team, then I would say, okay, fair enough, we performed well, we just weren't good enough on the day, but we were poor from the first minute, and that's that's the thing, the disappointing loss, you know, how poor we were right from the off, you know, yeah. we, how, many, how many things did we did, how many positive things can we talk about about the team today, you know, none, I, but I again, I think you know, about fine margins, Constantino, a couple run gives inspiration, yeah. it does, and I think it's. Performances, you know, we need wins. How many wins have we got now? One win in ten, and that was against Queens Park Rangers in the cup. And, w- and we've oh. talked about good performances, yeah. actually great performances, yeah. but not getting the wins, Emilio. It's a confidence. Point, 
They need, need they need the three points. We need to have some. How'd you say? Positive. We need to start getting sort of winning mentality in that yes. team. You know, that's the key thing. With all those good one-all draws, we need to start converting those draws into wins if we're going to have any chance of staying in the league. And it, you know, a cup run does give a bit of confidence to the club. It lifts the club. It lifts the players. But again, it's what what we take away from this game is those those, those squad players, those fringe players, aren't good enough. So we're we're very much relying on a sort of fourteen to sixteen players maximum. And if there's any injuries in those or suspensions, as we've seen with Robinson, yeah. we're missing those key players. You know, that, that's the thing. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that because, again, mm-hmm. let's go back to the poor performances because I, I, I think we have to harp on this even more because if we're going to take anything out of this, it's lack of squad mm-hmm. depth and the poor performances. And I think mm-hmm. Fulham really missed – and they, I think they missed him in two games is mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Robinson. and. Yeah. I just don't think Joe Bryan is good enough. I thought the way that he played could benefit Fulham, but I also see, let's talk about this, because the pace and the way that Robinson plays takes pressure off the defense, mm-hmm. Emilio. I think they miss that when they bring in Joe Bryan. Mm-hmm. Conservative, he does not have the pace of Anthony mm-hmm. Robinson, does not stretch the other mm-hmm. team's defense. So again, I think it makes it harder on Fulham to defend, believe yeah. it or not, because because of a player like Robinson can stretch a defense. What are your thoughts on that? It does, and I think if you look at Burnley, physical, aggressive, you know, typically aggressive. They're they're one dimensional. They're not pretty to watch. But to players that you need it in there, like Harrison Reed, for example, he would have been yeah. very well suited to this type of game. But obviously, Scott wanted to preserve him for Wednesday night and put Lamina to give him more you know, more game time, which I can understand. Right. But we missed that grittiness, that fight in midfield. You know, not the prettiness of Harrison Reed, but the fact that he works hard. And but I thought Burnley had a bit too much time on the ball today. I think we gave the ball away cheaply. Lamina was a bit of a passenger today; wasn't really in the game. And Giza had some good moments in the first half. Again, I'm surprised yep. he started. I would have thought maybe Angisa would have been rested ahead of the game against Brighton. So, so a couple of decisions I was a little bit surprised with, but. There was no fight in that team. There's no nobody oh. fought, no one battled, nobody wanted to grab the ball. You know, the game with by the scruff of their neck. That's uh, that that's that's a, that was disappointing. We haven't got enough enough quality and depth, and that's the same things we talk about. So I don't want to bore yeah. everyone with the same themes, but it's you know we've lost, we've been humiliated. Let's focus on the Brighton game on Wednesday night, where you'll go back to a typical starting eleven. Nobody from those fringe players other than Brian, who's playing because of Robinson's suspension, will start on Wednesday night. So right. it's, that's why I'm not too disconsolate about that. But if you lose against Brighton on Wednesday, then we can have a healthy conversation on Wednesday night after the Brighton game if we lose that. And then we can start to, like I said, feel, feel extremely nervous about okay. our chance of playing this division. Okay, my friend, I'm going to finish off with some uh, comments. Again, they keep flying in. And every time I want to share one someone else keeps sharing them so thank you everyone for sharing all these comments i just can't get to all of them but let's start here this is an interesting one do we have the character to come back and win now we've now i've shown that we can come back and get a draw but do we have the ability to come back and win that's actually uh, a question that we don't have the answer for amelia because they haven't done it yet well, Stephen, i'm not sure if Steph is referring to when you're going a goal down to win the game or more importantly just Knowing how to win, how to win games, whether you're in the league or not. So that's actually a good point. Is it about knowing how to win? Because I don't know if this team right now knows how to win enough in the Premier League. They've done it just Mm -hmm. twice. So it is a 
a winning mentality, not a good performance mentality. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. winning. You need to win. Draws are good. Wins are better because if you start to win on a regular basis, it becomes mm-hmm. infectious. Yeah. Again, like I've said it week in, week out, you know, judge the team on the games that they are more capable of winning. We've, we gave some of these teams a run for their money. We didn't get the, the results we expected. We should have got some, some of those games. We should have got three points. Right? Yep. Tottenham away, for example. I thought we should have come away with three points. Newcastle away, you could argue we deserved more than just a point. But it is what it is. You know, I, I think that the team has got enough quality if they're injury-free yep. and we continue to play the way we've done against the big teams. But Brighton won't make it easier for us. No. Potter, Potter, you know, will play the same system he did at Craven Cottage. He, he'll press the team... You know, try to push us. You know, not play our passing game. That's 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 what Brighton will be looking to do. They'll look to disrupt our our flow of football. Yep. So we will be patient on Wednesday night. Wednesday night's going to be a tough game, but it's a winnable game. Brighton it's absolutely a winnable game. game. They've been poor. They've been very poor at home. They're there for the taking. Go there and win. Have belief. Scott Parker played the, the eleven. Have been playing recently against Chelsea, yep. and United, and Tottenham. They're the ones who will deserve. I know Cavalera. There's still some question marks where they should start. Or not, but who else would you put in there? Would you put in Mitrovic based on today's performance? No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, and and that's might be harsh from some, but I I go on what I've seen, and if I'm Scott Parker, boy, do you play Cavalero? I don't know. I mean, it's hard one, Amelia. I know your feelings and my feelings on him. It's hard, but Mitro didn't do himself any favors today. No, he didn't. He gets a good game today get his confidence back, score a goal against a team that he's more than capable of scoring a goal. You know, he didn't do, he did nothing to earn his right to play on Wednesday night. And that's, no. that, that's what's disappointing for me. Yeah. The other yeah. guys, they're there just to come on maybe for 20 minutes here and there. But okay. it's, it's those bigger players, shall we say, Mitrovic, he's been given the chance and didn't take it today. Okay. I'm going to share this because you have this, I would call a love-hate relationship with this player because you go back and forth based on how he plays. <laughs> so this is from our friend Tony Gold. Do you feel Lamina offers anything mm-hmm. more than Johansson? I'm going to say absolutely yes, mm-hmm. but I think that uh, he's inconsistent and has been inconsistent, and that's been his reputation. But I can see his value. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this? You know, as you know, Stephen Johansson was my favorite player in that championship <laughs> team. I love it. I've always, I've always said that. But Lamina's just come back from COVID. Let's not forget that. Yes. He has a very, very bad case of COVID. So. He's not going to be at his best. I think pre-COVID, he looked strong. He came back in and made a difference in that in that middle of the park. He had energy. He was he was making some good runs, some good passing. Today was a wrong game for him to play against. He played against a sort of physical Burnley on a cold pitch, snowy pitch. We had some snow in London yep. this morning. So um, overall, yes, he does offer more than Johansson, a different type of player, but he needs game time. Yep. You know, he's had, he was you know he was very ill with COVID. So let's not forget many yep. of these players. I'm not making excuses here, but yep. let's look at the reality. These guys, you know, have had COVID. And I know a lot of friends of mine, some are yeah. passed away and some are suffering really badly because of COVID. COVID's lethal. So it's yes. imagine recovering from that and then expect to be back to your, your best. That's It's going to be going to take a while. It's going to take a while. So yeah. that's why the cup run would have helped game time for these players who are not 100% fit, gone through COVID or fringe players. We've lost that opportunity now. And we and we had a chance to play Bournemouth or Crawley, another game you could have expected to win. So it's yeah. it's disappointing, but Lamina's is important to us. You know, it's that yeah. all when you've got games thick and fast coming in, you need and Geese said Reed and Lamina, you should be able to alternate depending on your opposition. Okay, very good. I have to share this because you and I have talked a lot about this. Mm-hmm. This is again from our friend Chris. 
Play yeah. Lookman as striker, Cav wide. Now, I actually, Chris, I agree with you on this. Mm-hmm. Emilio, this is something that our friend Steve Reynolds has yeah. mentioned to us weeks ago, and I mean yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, he did. And, and now Scott Parker did this in the last match, and I think it worked really well. Yeah. Is this the solution for right now until Fulham get another striker? Is this the way forward to play oh. Lookman as a striker? Possibly. I think he can do it. Yeah, I think he can do it. You know, that he took his goal against Man United. Well, we've got to look at other options. You know, I think that is it's an option. If you, if, you know, Cavalero gives you pace, you know, gives you some good skills at times. But if you look at judging on Man United's performance, he was terrible on, on Wednesday night against yep. Man United Cavalero. But it's an option. You know, we have yep. to we have to look and explore in the absence of any more players coming in. I think we will get one or two players this week. I'm confident of that. I think we can't. I think we will struggle to stay in this division if we don't get more depth up front. I think that's, that goes without saying. So okay. it's, uh, it's, it's an option, though. It's an option. Okay. Great stuff. In the- there's, also, there's a point down the bottom. David Clark, can we say goodbye to Kamara as well? Again, I, I like AK. You know, he tries hard, but that chance of 2-0 down, that could have been a different story. He takes that chance, 2-1 down, 20-odd minutes. Who knows? We might have, got, we might have got a draw, maybe gone on to win the game. But those are those few chances. You get those few chances in the game. You don't take, yep. and the uh, Kamara, you know, with his pace, should have buried that ball in the back of the net. The keeper done well, but Kamara should have done better. Okay. Again, well, I keep saying fine margins. You don't take your chances, you know, and that's that's the problem with the league. You don't take your league chances in front of goal. You're going to pay the price. And today, you know, two 0 down, you missed a chance. What happens? We can see the penalty within minutes. Go three 0 down. Fine margins, but it's, it's those moments that can change games. Right. And listen, I think today is about fine margins because mm-hmm. I think if we have our starting 11 that was in the Premier League, it's not 3-0. In fact, I think the match is completely different. It's fine mm-hmm. margins, Emilio, because I don't think you see the mistakes. I think it's a different game. But I also you, I think you see the blueprint mm-hmm. of how Burnley play. And I think in a way, this could benefit Fulham moving mm-hmm. forward because they're going to see it coming up in the league. and. Uh, in a way, I think a thrashing can be a, a motivator for this team. But it also, you can see how, how many things they did wrong, and mm-hmm. you can correct them. So I think in a way, there are some positives to take out of this for the team, big picture-wise. Mm-hmm. Is it embarrassing? Yes, Chris. Is it embarrassing everyone watching? Absolutely, I'm there with you. But um, the league is more important, and we need to think about what we get out of this match that we can use in the league. And I think, you know, again, learning from your mistakes and a thrashing, maybe, just maybe, it can help you. All right. Good stuff, though. This was actually, after a 3-0 loss, I actually don't feel as bad after this. I know it's the FA Cup match, but, I, you know, again, I thought this was a constructive show. But let's wrap this up. For Emilio Donnell, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Connor's Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. 
snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.